Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Travelling Brush Tipless. It's fantastic to have you with us. We've got something a little bit different today. Here's Denise. Morning. Sharon, and we're going to have a little play today with some ink tents. And we wondered if you'd like to come along and join us and play along with us. Denise, tell us Morning, all about Sharon. Tell us all about it, girl. Well, ink tents is a fabulous product. It's a product of Derwent. Um, it is a solid block ink. Well, Derwent were originally looking for something that would replicate the vibrancy and the excitement of Indian ink, but in a pencil and in a block. And this is why they've produced this amazing product. First one is the Ink Tense Blocks. Now, this is the first one I ever played with. I was trying not to tip them all out all over my desk. But these are wonderful colours. They're really easy to see what they, their colours are going to be. Um, and they're these beautiful blocks that are not when you've got your back to them, but they're quite easy to get in and out of the, the pot. You can draw with them. And we'll show you lots of different things that you can do with them. So they're fabulous. And then the other thing that we have, pencils. Now these work in a slightly different way, I understand. Well, I know they work in a slightly different way. And so we've got these beautiful pencils. So what's the main difference between the pencils and the blocks, Sharon? Okay, well, I would say to you that the blocks are for the more arty expression. Um, if you want to produce a picture that's freer, yes? Mm -hmm. For crafting, we'll get onto Perfect. more of that later. Yeah. Brilliant for crafting. And the pencils are for the people like me who like to twiddle and fiddle and be a bit more precise, to be honest with you. Um, but you're very, very correct there. They are, you have to be careful with how you handle them mm -hmm. because they do react differently. Um, I'm sure we'll explain all of that as we show yes. you how they work. The other thing we have. Oh, I love these. This is fantastic. It looks like a watercolour set, but it's in tense blocks in a pan, basically. Uh, so you can use them for travelling. You can use them on your days out. And I know you use them with your journaling, I believe. I your do. Your journals. Yes, because that is so easy to carry with me. And of course, you can use it quite freely. And it's clean. You know, it's, mm. a, it's a clean product to use. Um, they do two of those particular palettes. There are two sets with different colours and they've just brought out a long palette oh, okay. with all the colours, which is the complete set. I'm envious. I've only got this one. Aha! Uh -huh. You have two sets of colours here. This is the first set. second set will give you the kind of earthier colours. So, um, But as I say, the whole lot is together in one long palette but I think if I'm honest with you to carry a palette like that around for travel can be a bit of a handful to be honest with you that is enough isn't it this is convenient did you want to show us a little bit of your journaling oh I'd love to yes this is my travel journal and you can see how easy that is to work when you're away and on holiday Greece and I've painted with my ink tents and gone in on top with a pen. It makes life very, very easy. 
And Sivota, again, old Greece, the flowers, the bougainvillea is... I adore bougainvillea. Oh, isn't it? And Italy. So I use okay. the pencils to give me the fine, fine detail rather than having to faff about with a brush. So I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think the colours are vibrant. So if you're travelling and we're talking about the meds, etc it gives you the colors you need i think for me one of the things that's beautiful about that is that you can dilute it down and have the really delicate washes of watercolor but you can build up to get these really intense colors which you can't necessarily yeah. do so easily with watercolor yes yes and you can see here that the white stands out quite nicely mm, that's beautiful you know so that's just a Greek sunset. I did I did a lot that holiday. Yeah, it looks like it. Yes, nice and relaxing as well when you can do the things you want to yeah. do. Yes. yes. So I'm going to just talk you through a couple of pictures that I've got here that I've done with the intense. So I shall pop that up on the screen. This painting is a sunset that I did and it is from Menorca where you know I run my painting holidays. Oh yes, that's right. Um, and... The apartment that I usually stay in um, just faces the sunset and it's just glorious watching these, these sort of colours roll in of an evening. Um, and what I love about the intense for this is the brightness that you can get with it. Yes. And you yeah. can build up. Um, so you can do layers. And one of the things we need to tell people about the, um, the intense, and we'll go into more of this when we show you how it works, it is a water soluble pen, so you pencil. So you draw with it, you can then wet it and it becomes like watercolor. But once it dries, it is set. And that's we'll right. go through some uh, of the benefits of yeah. that later. Yeah. 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 But that you know, means you've... the other thing though that's beautiful about this picture and about the colors that we're using or you've used, you're talking about the brightness, Denise, but you also have the most gorgeous earthy greens and browns mm. yeah they're not false that, greens are they that olive green is beautiful and complements it so well so that the color palette is good you know yeah. they've thought about it they, they've created colors that you can actually use yeah. and again when we get to showing you how they work you can mix and blend and all the rest of it um, but this has, has been drawn wet dried drawn wet dried so I've done two layers on this to give me this intensity of color mm -hmm. um, and you can adjust the color so you put the first layer down you think, well actually I want a bit more yellow in there or I want a bit more of the peachy colors in there so you can put the second layer you can adjust it yes um, and when you do the second layer it doesn't disturb the bottom layer so that's all good um, I'm going to move this and show you this one that's beautiful I love the shadow on the trees that's what attracted me to this view. This is um, in Northumberland, near where my daughter used to live. As you know, my daughter lives um, up north. Um, right. One day we were driving along and it was early in the morning and it had that kind of the mist was just lifting, you know, but it was still quite early. Um, and we saw this hill with these trees casting all these shadows. And it was like, right, stop the car. And she was like, we're just going, no, stop the car, turn around. I need to go back. And, and I, I, I didn't stop long enough to sketch, unfortunately, because she was on the way somewhere. But um, 
I just took some photographs, um, but that's that's where this is from. But I love the way you can build up sort of the negative colors down here to make the grasses stand out. I've got splattering, I've got all sorts going on there. So it's a very versatile tool for, for painting. And you were talking earlier about um, the blocks being more for the big expressive areas and the pencils for the detail. Yeah. Yeah. I love having the combination of the two. So yeah. I start with the blocks, I can make some big bold marks, but then I can refine it and shade it with, with the pencils. That's so, yeah. So that's yeah. just a couple of examples of pictures that I've done with it. Well, here, Denise, we have the ink tense tin, and I just wanted to show you this quick little cheat do you see on the tin on both sides you've got these little sort of their indents in the, the little tin. dimples aren't they yeah. little di cheek dimples good word and they're there quite deliberately it's not it's not there to look pretty but if you put your thumbs on the dimples fingers underneath and thumb on the dimple and press that clicks open the tin the lid just pops off isn't that just brilliant i think that's you know, oh, you know something i have just opened that and the smell oh i just want to put my nose in there these ladies and gentlemen are made with the very best quality californian cedar and there is a reason for that because when you put them into a pencil sharpener do you know the cheap pencils go when you when you mm -hmm. try and sharpen them clunk click clunk 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 these never do it these will just sharpen smoothly and that means that it keeps the points perfectly safe in my tin lid you can see that I've been through all my colors and I've done this you know me I'm a fiend for that I love doing that and that's here, a good idea well otherwise they do look a different color in it you know as a pencil they look a different color here we have the blocks and again we can do the pop the tin thing here we have the blocks because with these you can break them up it doesn't matter you can take them down to little pieces and you can also buy little kind of holders for these Denise can't you little square black holders that have fit onto the end which are like comfortable finger things aren't they yeah, right down to the last nubbins, which is handy. Now, everybody, I've got to, got to, got to tell you this. This is the most important thing about ink tents. These, here we have the blocks. I can go into that and I can take water and I can throw water all over it and I'm never going to hurt it. I can paint from it and I can pick these up and I can draw with it and I can then put water on it no issue at all no problem once they're wet and then they dry when they're dry on your paper they are permanent which means you can use this for layering i like this for my backgrounds and then i'll paint over the top of it with something else maybe so that's the blocks very versatile do anything you like with the blocks everybody pencils ah 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 now the pencils, we can use those and we can draw with them. And we can draw and then use water and we can spread the colour. You can even take your brush 
And I quite like to come in there and just on the pencil, on the, on the color, lift it and paint with that. But, but if, if you were to either dip that in your water pot, and I know some people who paint with watercolor pencils do that, if you dip that in the water pot, or if you put that in your mouth and you lick it, it won't poison you, you'll be fine. You'll have a very brightly colored tongue, but you will cause this to react and the reaction will wick all the way up the core of the pencil. And you will then find that that is no longer a watercolor pencil because you've effectively created that chemical reaction and when it's dried, it's permanent and it will no longer move and work. So very, very important not to wet the core of this so that it wicks right up the pencil. Very important. Okay. Now, something else that I've just remembered, Sharon, about the blocks. Go on. Um, yeah. You can also grate it, can't you? Yes. Oh, hang on. Let me get the grater out. Yes. I think I've got one to hand. I have. Going back to our blocks, something else you can do with these really uniquely, to be honest with you, this is the shake, the great and shake. This is the great and shake. And it's really rather great because we have this little grater. So you can take your color and you can grate onto here and it will give you a powder, which you can then add water to, or just like brusho, you can actually shake it. You can shake the powder and then use a spray. And when you spray over the powder, it will, it doesn't move quite like brusho, so don't get too excited, but it will give you lovely texture if you're thinking about the pebbles on a beach, the pebbles on a mm. park, you know, just, and rocks and, just texture. It's lovely, Denise, isn't it? It's fabulous stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's such a versatile product. There's so many different ways in which you can use the one product. So to start off with, I'm just going to take one of my intense blocks and just show you rubbing the paper with uh, the block. What I have here is I have um, some Bockingford 140 pound knot paper. So it does have a bit of a texture on the surface. So the first thing I'm going to do is literally just drag the side of the block, picks up the textures. And then, oh, what should we put over the top? Let's have a little bit of, of this one and just overlap. So you can see how you can cover ground really, really quickly. You can draw with the edges as well, so it doesn't have to just be all on that side. So you can create all these amazing marks. And then I'm just going to take a brush just with some water in it. Wow. Look at how that colour comes together. <laughs> That's amazing. And also that you can just take your water and dilute that down to some beautiful, delicate colors. You don't have to do it all. You can leave gaps where you haven't painted the water on. What happens if you spray that, Denise? Uh, let's find out. So it does activate it, but it doesn't sort of but it doesn't push it down. Oh. If you had a huge area that you wanted to cover quickly, 
you yeah. could you could draw with it first couldn't you with the side of the um and block couldn't you and then you could spray and then use a big brush like a hake brush to oh, get absolutely gym, couldn't you yeah yes so at its very basic most basic that's the blocks now i tend to use the pencils in a slightly different way so i've got my pencil here and, and i tend to use this and i layer and i shade so if I've got something, and this is how I did the sunset that you saw, I'll start with some colours. Just keep working my way through, through different colours, layering them up. You can go one over the other, mm -hmm. or you can have them next to one another. And I scribble in lots of different directions. So you scribble in different directions to get the coverage on the paper, presumably. Is that the plan? Partly, but partly because I quite like the scribbling marks because you get, okay. particularly on watercolour paper, you do get some of these marks left showing. And, I, yes. you know, that's something yeah. I think is, is really rather exciting with a, a, a painting. So I'm just putting down all sorts of colours. Now, do you have a favourite colour? I love all the teal blues. One of my favourite colour, and, and this is something we do have to say, the names of the colours are amazing. Yeah. This one is an iron blue, which I think is a lovely shading colour. But then you also have uh, something like this one, which is a peacock blue. You can see that you can spend time building these layers up to get, the, to get what you want. Then you can come in, move that out of the way. But then I can blend these colours together. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so I can make these, you know, colours blend together. And you can pick colour up from one area and move it to another. So I've got these really rather bright colours on my brush. And I can splat them over there. And I just keep washing my brush out and dabbing it on my cloth so that it stays clean. And it moves quite a long way as well. So you can, you know... You can just keep blending that out to give you these really soft colours. Mm -hmm. um, and then you get the punch from the really strong colour. So that's kind of the absolute basics of putting both the blocks and yeah. the pencils down. Yeah. The other thing you can do, as, as you were pointing out, with the blocks, is you can take your wet brush. Yeah, I like doing that. Yeah. And just pick up and use it mm -hmm. like a water watercolour pan basically mm. see that can that appeals to the control freak in me <laughs> <laughs> the idea of not knowing what's going to happen appeals to the um out of control freak in me <laughs> well that's lovely isn't it i didn't really have any idea in mind when i did these two but it was it's just you can build up those those layers but with that again my paper and my my paint is still wet I can sort of do this with the block I don't tend to do that with the pencils what are your thoughts well yeah I must admit no I I do sometimes I will go back in with a pencil on occasion but only if it's damp not soaking wet for the you know the very reason that the we explained earlier um, yes. if I was going to drag out like that I would perhaps make a puddle of colour and then use the end of my brush okay to so I'm not even talking about the fluffy end of the brush. I might scratch out with the other end of that. Sort so of using that end. Way. So what happens if you pull that purple out into the white? Will it do it? 
Yes. Well, my paper. Yeah. Well, my paint is drying off a bit now, but yeah. yes, it will. It will yeah. pull that out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So that's, so that's like to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I let it dry and then I can layer. Now this has had two layers of colour, so you get this real intensity of colour. So what have we got here, Sharon? This looks like one of your wonderful weirdo drawings. This is one of my weirdos. Now you've seen the weirdos before, those of you who know me and who have met me and who love my strange collection. Um, I collect strange plants. I like, uh, we call them the weirdos because that's exactly what they are. And I do enjoy drawing them and painting them. Uh, it, these are a real mixture of my succulents and my cacti plants. And um, I like plants with feathers on them and what have you. But you, do you see the, the density, the vibrancy of the colour? It's, rich it's amazing. It's just scrummy. And I thought to myself, let me just demonstrate how I would use a couple of these here to give you some clue. I'm going to come in and introduce some colour to these tips here. And my first port of call is to come in with the lighter colour that will highlight the tips of each of these. And we'll draw them in. This is the way I like to do it anyway with my... Uh, with my pencils and my blocks. So it does give you a lot of control, doesn't it? Yes, and you know, we're back to that old one again, aren't we? I do like <laughs> the old control. <laughs> and if I then come in, and you don't have to be too precise, everybody. So you see, I'm just scribbling the color in. That's all I'm going to do, because once we put the water on there, we can maneuver it however we please. I do so like the maneuver. Uh, yeah, oh God, you've got to be able to manoeuvre. So that's my kind of mid-tone colour. And then I would like to come bring it down to something that's a little darker, a little, little brighter. Look, how about this? And if we put them in like this to start with, and that looks really nothing at all, does it? Mm. doesn't look like very much at all, but... You have to I, be patient, then, don't you? Yes, this is a number two brush. It's a rosemary brush, sable brush. And I like to start with my paler colour first, bring it down into the next colour. And look how that just... Wow, that just pops, doesn't it? If I do it again, we'll do it with a larger area so that you can see what's happening. Careful, careful, because the colours will absolutely just run into each other. They love it. That, I just want to clean it a little bit, so I'm coming back through there. But of course, once it's dried, if you find an area that's got uh, a colour on that you don't like, you can go yeah, over it. I can indeed. I can. So I, whilst it's on the paper and it's still wet, keeping my brush clean, I can manipulate that and I can move it around just like watercolour. Just like, keep your brush clean. And if you skip out and you go over the lines... I always make sure that I draw my black lines around afterwards so that I can clean up after myself. So that's okay. just a little tip. Some people like to put their lines in first, but I find that if I go from light through to dark, it keeps the brush clean like that. And then go round it afterwards with your pen if you're going to outline it because anything that's a little bit wibbly wobbly and dodgy, you can then pick up and you can just tidy it up. 
Now regarding the edges and the outlines, and if I want some finesse here, I, and I want it paler, I can lift from the tip of the pencil. Total control over the depth of colour. Now that's damp there, it's not soggy wet, so I feel free to come in and that will give me the darker colour, look at that. And then I can pull that up with my brush. But notice it doesn't move as far. Look, because it was wet and it kind of stabilises it and holds it in the paper. So that's just worth pointing out. But if you want complete control, you can move over to, I'll put that there because you can see it then. You can move over to the pans and we can go into this and we can dip and work at leisure with this. And this, we're going to use it just as we would if we were painting with watercolor. Colors are the same. You know, this is the same yellow that I've used here. So you'll find the same colors within the palette, but of course, not as many. If you want to activate this lot before you start painting, you're quite able to drop water onto them like this to get them moving because it really does, it takes quite a bit of water, it soaks in. And I can come in and I can blend that in exactly the same way that I can blend a watercolour. I mean, if anything, if you like the control, you've got more blendability with this than you have the pencils. So it's just worth noting that. So if like me, you like the control, worth Sharon Hurst, lucky control. I'm a stinker, I know I am. I know I am. You're as bad for control as I am for just letting go. <laughs> there you go. I don't so think that makes us work well together, though, because we're so different actually. in how we approach it. Yes, because we complement each other, don't we? I think. This I is my so. colour, this one. Oh, Denise, I love this. You've used this, haven't you? The blue? Yes. Blue. Oh, it's a lovely colour. It's so rich. Cobalt blue, that is, to me, proper Proper cobalt blue, I just love it. But the thing about this blue in this palette is that when you first put it on, and the yellow, and this orange, these light colours, you think to yourself, and the green even, that to put them on the darks, nothing's really going to happen. You put it on, it kind of vanishes, and then you let it dry, and it all just pops. It dries, and as it dries, the colour comes back. And so you really, really can lay the light colours on top of the dark colours. And that is so exciting because it gives you this contrast, which is exquisite. It's fabulous, isn't it? Oh, I'll, I'll, show, I'll show a little bit of that in a minute. Yes, please. I, I just adore this blue and the way it sits on top of anything here. Oh, isn't that this lovely? Is, it's stunning, isn't it? It's yeah. just ching. What I've done with this particular picture to see whether you can mix and match. The top of the picture is bog standard watercolor. Okay. And then I've gone in down here with these distant mountains and the foreground here, and the moon is, is a white, and I've gone in and I have just laid the ink tents on top. And this is ink tents through here, just this, this scream of blue. I love the blue. Oh, that is fabulous and it just shows you how strong it is when you're doing something with a silhouette like that of that evening sky the thing that you notice most when people make mistakes is that they haven't got the intensity enough in the foreground yes yes 
So you can really, really clout it in there with this. It yeah. works. So yeah. what you've done here absolutely shows that it doesn't have to be ink tense or watercolour. It can be the two together. Yes, yes. And, you know, if you were worried about your background moving, you could always do it the other way as well, of course. You could put mm. your ink tents on the background because then it's not going to move. It'll stay where it's put. And then you could go in and you could overpaint with your normal watercolours for stability and know that nothing's going anywhere. Oh, I, how exciting is that to be able to do that? The thing that you create mud is when you lift layers, isn't it? So with a watercolour... Yeah. The thing that makes mud quickest is when you're putting layers on, but you're lifting the layer from underneath. Yes. And that's when you get the mud. So yes. perfect. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I mean, the other thing, Denise, of course, that we can do with our intense blocks is to paint fabric. So let me just show you how about these for a bit of excitement and unusual design. I think these are incredible. Sharon has got a fabulous pair here of canvas trainers that she has painted with the Inktense blocks. Um, I've seen these before and they just make me smile. I've gone out in, I've, been, I've used them, you can see I've used them. And realistically, you do get a little bit of bleed away because of course mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much I needed to use here when I was colouring them in. This is blocks, I painted it with a brush with blocks and then put the detail in on top. So I've gone through, it rained, of course it rained. <laughs> so I've got a little bit of bleed here. And I mean, I, I would I, say that shows just how much color you can put down because yes. to me, you know, once you've been out in the rain and they won't run the second time because you, they were no. all thoroughly wet. So maybe you just didn't quite wet them enough the first That's time. Right. They actually say that when you do something like this, make sure it's all activated